Yo, yo, yo. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, you can hear me, right? So I got some, like, fucking, I don't know if it's like a fire truck or something going on. But anyways, man, yo, 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 we'll be back once again. It's the motherfucking FWP podcast. It's going to be episode 73, and this is back to <laughs> the reality episode. You know, niggas is not back in the same room again. We back to reality. <laughs> so quick and so fast. It was, so, it, was, it was over so quickly, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still in uh, Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Doing what I got to do out here. And, uh, winning. My boy, <laughs> and my boy had to go back to Philly, get back to reality, back to the trances. <laughs> yeah, Philly. Uh, what's up, Philly? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, then, make sure you put your shit on Do Not Disturb. I just put my on Do Not Disturb. All right, um, let's get into it, though, man. So, last episode, you know, it was more so of a recap. It was very funny, light. But, you know, y'all know, y'all know what this fuck, you know, y'all know what the fuck this uh, podcast is really about. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it was a little too on the light side for my liking, you know what I'm saying? Because really, it's, that should have been like a two-hour episode or something where we talked about all this funny shit, but then we still got... We still got into some real shit, but you know, you know, we've been liking this hour and a little bit, hour and twenty, hour and ten, hour and seven, hour and thirty sometimes. But I've been liking these little hour uh episodes. I feel like you know they're like more easily uh digestible. So we kind of split this shit into two. We never all right, so to be honest, number one, we're not even gonna get too much into it, but we didn't even finish the whole recap of Houston last episode. Yeah, did we mention the mayor that was in Prospect Park? Did we mention that at all? I don't even think so. So, like, literally, <laughs> whether they want to, y'all know, y'all, y'all know me, and y'all know Houston, y'all know how I get down. I got a prospect. So, I guess the mayor must have got wind that Rob was coming back in town or something. The cousin's having a press conference in one of the seven. <laughs> <laughs> a press conference for real, yeah. Yeah, like three them three big news cameras all in a section, and his little short ass talking about you know, I think he was talking about you know uh, everybody's you know we're getting vaccinated we're we're getting back to to normal blah 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 or whatever. I was just trying to get some hookah and see some badges. I wasn't even listening to what Cuz was saying, but it was interesting to just see him. I was just like, damn, about to give me the keys to the city or something? Is that what they're doing? Are they super? And they miss me so much. That's what initially I thought, but then he started talking about the COVID shit and all that. Like, all right, all right. Philanthropist all right. slash lobbyist Rob Plato. Philanthropist. <laughs> 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 yeah, you yeah, can see definitely... the fucking people uh, buddying up to him too. That was just there. <laughs> then you can see a lot of the people getting trying to get close to politics and try to try to shoulder their way into the cameras. It was funny seeing like um. Because, you know, they, like, cut the music off on the outside, and then you hear some people say, oh, who the fuck is that? Oh, that's mayor. Oh, okay, okay. And niggas was just, like, paying attention. Like, they even gave a fuck about what he was saying. Like, nigga, y'all trying to smoke, go get, eat some food, get some drinks, and fuck with, you know, somebody from the opposite sex. That's basically what niggas was on. But then people were clapping. I'm like, look at y'all drunk. What y'all doing? Clapping, but whatever. He might have he low-key ruined the vibes. Nah, he did Maybe I mean, it was him. That's why there were so many fucking people, and you couldn't get any fucking uh, thing. Oh yeah, maybe that was part of it. That, <laughs> and that really essentially it. ruined the vibes. Nah, nah, it did for <laughs> us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, man. Yes. Yeah, so we, anyway. we, we, we ain't gonna talk about that. Let's, let's get into it, man. So. Right. 
<laughs> um, so I wanted to, cause me, me and uh, me and Mosley, we talked. We were talking the other day. We we're just like on some FWP shit. We we're just like, yo, like, so what's up with the news and like all these on these cops and shit? What's going on? Like, what's up? What's the updates on Derek Chauvin? Like, is he gonna get sentenced? Mm-hmm. We're asking, what the fuck is the updates on? That chick who was like the cop who mistook, mistook her gun for the taser, for a taser, killed yeah. the kid. And I was up with the cop that um shot that fifteen-year-old girl or sixteen-year-old girl that had the knife in her hand. I don't know if y'all remember that because I guess she was being jumped or whatever. She was trying to protect herself. Then they called the cops, and then he pulls up and shoots Shorty. He opened the he opened the cop door. He was shooting while he was in his car, and then as he walked out, kept shooting and kept shooting. <laughs> Before yeah. he even <laughs> nigga was so, shooting off top. Fucking like, well, how old are you? Like a ninth grader, tenth grader in high school, like a little kid. You know what I'm saying? So that's crazy. So we're asking, we're asking, we asked ourselves, like, what's the update? So like, yeah, we did a little research, and it's like, so we'll go through the rundown and just, you know, let me get your opinion on it. So Chauvin right now, you know, he was convicted on like what second degree. Murder, third degree murder, yep, and like manslaughter, I think, as well. Yeah, and it looks like prosecutors and sentencing has not been, I don't think a date has been set yet, but anyways, he's waiting sentencing, right? So he's in jail waiting sentencing. Um, and from the article I read, I don't know if it's the most accurate, but it was just like prosecutors are um seeking 30 yeah. years, and then they just and then also in the same article, it was just saying how uh. Derek uh, Chauvin and I guess his lawyers they're like requesting probation instead so <laughs> that's where that's at and if I have to if I have to put on my thinking cap I, I would assume it's a very procedural thing where like the defense always asks for the least amount and then the, the prosecution asks for the most and then I guess it's up to the judge to determine where they're gonna where they're gonna decide based on the, the course of events that happens uh, during trial but what you think about that <sighs> Like with his situation. Well, he's 45. Right. And 30 years would make him 75 when he's released. Depending if he does the whole thing anyhow, right. which who right. knows what happens. Which is just like, damn. I mean, I guess that's the maximum they could get him because of the charge, right? Because he didn't get the first degree. Because right. so but I really I'm I just it doesn't hit me right enough. It doesn't make me satisfied. It, it, I mean, does it feel like the whole Amber Geiger shit where um, the doctor oh, yeah. who went to the wrong floor yep. and shot both of them, John, who she thought broke into her house, even though it was, <laughs> he was in his apartment? Can you imagine that? Chilling on his couch, eating ice cream and like listening to an audiobook or some shit like that. And you thought I was in your apartment. Right. Well, but, he, I'm, and I live in Dallas. I just moved to Dallas last, last month. Imagine a bitch walking in my spot gonna tell me you confused the moment for your place. <laughs> like I don't like you know what I'm saying. I put two and two together. Like I had a I had a long shift that I just thought. How would you think though? Like, but what are the details did, of that though? Because how does she get inside? Um, because I don't. From what I remember, remember that um um, I think she was trying to get in his door, right? Like she was trying to j- j- shake the door open or whatever, like, and she couldn't get in. And then, like, I remember, I think he opened the door for her and like was trying to tell her that like, this is not your place or something. Please leave. And yeah. I think she barged in after the fact and shot him after that. 
I don't know, like, that was really sketchy. And if I, if, I, if I recall correctly, the guy who testified was the neighbor across the hall who ended up being killed a little after that, after he testified that he heard both of them, like, telling her, yo, this is not your house, please leave, type shit. And Shorty was just on it. So I don't know, man. There's way too many. Well, it, but... it's, it's too sketchy for me. And then I feel like... yeah. Because the family, that's not what the problem we're trying to have, but I'm thinking like now, because <laughs> the family was all being, oh, let me turn the other cheek, you know, mm-hmm, slave, mm-hmm, slave mm-hmm. master, let me just. Well, no, they, they use religion on it. They use the. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying slave master, because <laughs> nigga, slave masters use religion to keep the slaves in line too, right? Let's keep it a being, right? That's where, that's where, that's where these That is where it started, yeah. Picked that's... up their religion from anyways yeah. in the first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I wasn't listening to, you wasn't praying on the white Jesus back in Africa, nigga. So, realistically speaking, that's the religion of your slave master. So, yeah. Even though now, you know, Africans, you know, they go crazy for the religion, but still in Africa, but it's still like, so, yeah, just turned over cheek, you know, we forgive her. So, I feel like all that played into this. She only got 10 years. She got 10 years. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and it's just like he was twenty-seven or something like that. Killed. Did they get a settlement? I'm also looking at reading the article as I'm asking these questions, but I think all of these questions for this case that we didn't want to talk about are going to lead into where we're going to get with this combo continue, because it's just, I, uh, yeah, Did I want to figure out if you she, see. Um, are you look look it up? Did they get a settlement? I mean, I would hope so. I would yeah, hope so. I mean, like I ain't gonna lie, money's not gonna bring back your uh, relative, but at least shit, it'll do some type of. Help, even though theoretically, theoretically speaking, the money should be going to the person who got killed, not his family, really. So, but I guess they're the next best, right? Because they're just next, next right. to kin or whatever. So, I guess that's just the next best thing you can do. But that, that situation do kind of suck. Because I remember I, I was a couple past episodes, I don't remember which episode was talking about the whole Derek Chauvin and um, George Floyd, how they settled for millions. And I was like, well, shit, it wasn't like he was going to make it for that. And I was just kind of like, now that I look back on it, I was a little too insensitive and a little too, like, he don't get to enjoy that money. So it's kind of like, but I guess, you know, I guess his kids do and everything. So that is a good thing. And his family does, I guess. That could be a good thing. I'm not seeing anything about a settlement either, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, don't, I, yeah, I don't know about the settlement thing, but also I just don't like niggas just being, like, super forgiving to niggas who disrespect you and spit on you. And you, you go try to hug them. And make them feel good for doing something bad to you. I don't get the logic behind it. That's why this shit's called FWP, nigga. I ain't trying. I am not trying to be here to be polite to these niggas. Like, I be walking my dog. I don't want to smile at these white niggas when they be trying. You know, give me a little fake, no lip smile they give me because they're nervous of a big black nigga walking through. Like, I don't even. I don't be making. I don't even be like acknowledging niggas no more. I don't even be trying to be on some like. Oh hey, hey. I mean, don't get me wrong. I put on my tap dancing shoes as soon as I clock in throughout the week. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm still, <laughs> still, I'm still a slave when it comes to I get it for work and shit, but outside of work, I was, I'm not getting paid by these randoms, so I don't really gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't I don't really like that energy of people just like trying to play, <clears throat> placate the oppressor. You know what I'm saying? It's like a nigga swings on you and you just try, you try to get a nigga a massage. Like, you must have had a bad day, man. I'm sorry. How life, how hard life is for you? Please uh, think about not taking it out on me or something like what? What are we talking about? Yeah, realistically, yeah, especially because we don't do it for ourselves, do we? Nope. 
when we kill it, when, when we kill ourselves, we ain't thinking about, uh, I mean, maybe something where he just, you know, maybe has some trauma that he's taking out on me. It's just like, nah, nigga, eye for an eye type shit. He took me out. I'm about to take somebody close to you out. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we talked about close. this. Yeah. Yeah, we did, right? So, mm-hmm. anyways, instead of me going off on that tangent, but I just, like, you know. No, so run our thought that we've been thinking yeah, about. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. coming up and we've been talking about that. Like, uh, then, for, yeah. So let me get back to the cops, though, because that's how it started off. So Chauvin, like we said, they're seeking 30 for him. Um, yeah. 45. Um, He'll get maybe, out when he's 75, if not if, earlier. Hopefully he gets raped and he kills himself in jail. Right. Okay. Yeah. That'll be yeah, good. What, what movie were you just watching? American Me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't shit go like that for that nigga. What, I haven't watched that movie, but hopefully you said it's wild, right? So, Sick. Sick. Yeah. Hopefully some shit like that happens to him. Yeah, he, he needs to he needs to feel that because he had his hands in his pockets while he was looking at people who were telling him you're killing somebody, and he just like, and what? So what? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, so in that moment, just, do you think that he that he thought that it was all good? Like, and what I mean by that is, okay, even if I went to jail for this, I'd still be good. Well, at what moment do you yeah. think it, he he knew that that what he fucked up? Yeah, once they came back and said guilty. <laughs> That's sick. I mean, because idiots. I mean, history history would tell you that cops have been killing people for centuries, and they go to trial, but it's all like more so like it's like a show, it's like a dog and pony show, it's like you know, just mm-hmm. to get acquitted. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're placating the um the um you're placating the I guess what, what do you call it the um the population or the crowd or the people outside the protesters by saying. Well, look, he went through the due process and he was found not guilty. So, boom. What else you want us to do? Right? Right. Because, like, like, the Rodney King situation, right? Them niggas all went to trial and everything, but then he got off. So, it's like, and they say all that, they do all that to be like, hey, nigga, he went through the process. So, you can't, or they went through the process. So, you can't be mad at us that juries of their peers found him not guilty. So, I think he probably, in the back of his mind, probably still held out hope that, um, you know that yeah potentially he could get off you know what i mean <clears throat> right it's like a bitch randomly goes into, a bitch goes into the wrong floor and kills her neighbor and talks <laughs> about i was confused she only got 10 years bro she's probably gonna do like seven at the most facts but let's think about that it's so it's this thing think about that i and i'm about to say this the you, the people that are in power they belong to those types of uh, society. So the cops work with the government. They all belong, and we know who is at the top of the pyramid—the white people. So it's like you wouldn't put in place rules that didn't benefit you. <laughs> it would be there's no way for them exactly. to want to be equal about it at all. Meaning, the cops are gonna get away with it because they—that's who we employ. That's who you know feels our bottom line. That's a part of us. We keep niggas in line. So anything that happens to them, he was throwing the monkeys back in the cage to work for us now. We need we need uh, slave labor, but we can't call the slavery no more. So we have to call it criminal or like you know indentured labor or whatever. So yep, keep that streamline. Keep that streamline going. Prison industrial complex. Yep. Yeah. So it's just they wouldn't do anything that's not at their advantage. So it's not like we could be surprised, but at the same time, I mean, were you? We were surprised that he got convicted, right? I was a little surprised. I didn't. I, well, no, 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 no. I, well, I would say this for yeah. Chauvin. 
right was a little different because of, of the video because it was the you... video and the protesting and the pandemic right niggas had time to care <laughs> niggas were everybody a lot of people are on pause a lot of people are just on unemployment so they ain't they're not doing nothing they don't have their day-to-day lives to distract them from what the fuck is going on so that's why it was mass protest mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like the powers that be from the come that they knew like hey bro we can't let cuz walk he gonna have to eat he gonna have to take it for the team because <laughs> if he don't take it for the team we're gonna fuck about bottom line because it's gonna be all all hell's gonna break loose and we don't That's know how fact. far it's gonna go because we never we didn't even think these things were gonna be protested for so long and they were you know what i'm saying niggas protest for like a week Couple of days normally, and then everything just go back to normal, right? Mm-hmm, go mm-hmm. back to work and shit. But like niggas, niggas out there, people out there with no jobs. The pandemic, niggas in crib, gives them a reason to step out. So of course it was different this time. So on one hand, I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, is that change? Is that the incremental change I be talking about that I like to see? Or on the other hand, is it just a product of the circumstances that we were in, mm. meaning? Once, because as we can tell, shit is going back to normal. Mm-hmm. Does that mean status quo will go back to what it is? Which is like, y'all go ahead, man. Y'all 007, man. Y'all got what's license to kill and shit. Do what you want to do as fans and shit. So I don't know. There's a lot of ways to look at it. You could be cynical right? about it. You could be right. Or you could be positive. You yeah, could like, be positive. Who knows how you could feel? Because there's a lot of ways to look at that. That what you just said and what you just pointed right. out. There's That's why. Because I, I look at it in both ways. I'm like. One end it could be progress, yeah, I like that. On the other end, it could just be uh, we're just uh, it's like the victim of the circumstances that right twenty twenty was. You know, put it yeah, we, put that in that vacuum yeah, and re reacted yeah. to that. Right, so it's kind of like I don't know, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But then um, we well, got there's more. It. There's more being hidden underneath the surface because it's get back to work, get back to normal. Somebody wants right. everything to get back to normal, and it's get your vaccine, get your vaccine, get your passports, yeah. your. Yeah. <laughs> Mark of the beef. So it's like, from what you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> hey man, I've been conditioned by that Mark of the beef since I was a kid, nigga. Shit scarred me, nigga. That's very trauma. crazy. Childhood trauma from my little when I lived in Italy. Explain a little bit more. Explain a little bit more for people, man. We got to break shit down sometimes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So just for the listeners who just might have just joined now, um, thirty years old, right? We thirty. Both of us are thirty. Uh huh. I spent the first like ten years of my life. I lived in Italy, in Rome, Italy. Uh, well, a couple of different cities in in Italy, but for the majority of the, those years, it was Rome. So, and um, when I was in school, from like kindergarten till probably, I want to say, third grade, second to third grade. So it was like three, three, four, three, four years or something. It's like third grade, right? I think. Third grade. I did, did pre K to. I don't, I don't, I don't really know the exact numbers, right? Because you know, like I'm thirty. Why but, am I thinking third grade is like ten years old? I feel like third grade is like ten is like fifth grade or some shit. I don't know to be honest. Like, I, don't, I don't know school no more. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about school. Anyways, I went to a Christian private school in Italy, um, where they were teaching people how to, um, you know, speak English. Like you couldn't speak Italian in the school. Um, it was school was run by. Um, American missionaries, I guess you could call them. They were like American whites from America. I don't know what. They were from Cali. They were from Cali. Um, and they were like Christians who came and like built the school. 
or whatever and all this other shit. Um, but anyways, y'all know, like, as y'all kids, like, I mean, everybody, you know, had different type of uh, versions of uh, childhood schools or whatever, or, like, elementary school, but, like, y'all be knowing, like, you know, some days you have movie days where you guys just watch movies all day, there's no real work or whatever, so our version of that at the time was we, we would watch Christian movies. <laughs> and for those unaware of the, there's like a whole subgenre of just Christian type, you know, direct to uh, VHS type movies and shit like that. And one of the movies we watched, and I was like a little kid, and I still remember this shit, and I have horrible memory. It's just like a movie about like the end times, which basically for people who are not Christian or whatever, like if you're like reading the Book of Revelation, it talks about like the end times or whatever, which it basically talks about the rapture. What the end time or like the uh, tri- the trial and tribulation period is what happens after the rapture okay. for the people who are for the people who are left behind. So the rapture is like, like I guess I should break. Should I break that down too? The niggas, not, the niggas know what the rapture is though, right? I mean, yeah, niggas, uh, niggas know what the rapture. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, if you're a good Christian or whatever, 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 when the the world is about to end and Jesus is about to come and do whatever the fuck he's gonna do, there's gonna be a rapture, which basically all the good Christians are going to just disappear and I guess pop up in heaven, right? And there's going to be like a, a period in time where all the people who were left over, who were like sinners and not worthy enough are going to have like, I think it's like 10, seven to 10 years of like uh, like trial and tribulations and also I guess, which is, is and they flipped it in a turn to say like, that's an opportunity for you to earn your uh, place in heaven. But it's going to be some real shit that's when the Antichrist is gonna pop up. So the movie, right? So I mean, let me break down the movie. So the rapture happens in the beginning of the movie. And then basically the world changes into this thing where it's like all the survive, all the people left over are like just kind of going wild with the Antichrist. And they kind of turn it, it's like a he's like a Hitler type nigga or whatever. And basically they're trying to start like um marking people and like you know, keeping track of people. So they get the mark of the beast, which is six six six. You have to get like a tat, like in the movie, you have to get like a tattoo, and that, that became like how you would buy groceries. Like you, like you, you know how you swipe your card now, or you yep. swipe your phone. Like you have to use your hands to swipe for everything, and like, and all the people who were not getting it, they were hunted on some Holocaust shit and thrown into like concentration camps, and basically they were tortured, and then they were like either they'd be like, hey. You're gonna take the mark of the beast, or you want to die. And the people who deny accept the mark of the beast, they would take them to a guillotine and just like chop their heads off. And I remember there was like one scene with like this little kid who's probably like six or seven, little kid. He, you know, he's going through the torture shit. The family like we're not accepting the mark, so they go in and they chop his head off. And I was probably like the same age as that little kid. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like. Yo, what the fuck? Like that shit was like a horror movie because, from my perspective and from the, the way the school was, um, you know, um, speaking on the movie, they were like, "This is the future. It's gonna happen." You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I was, I'm like at that time, at that at that point in my life, I was expecting what I was watching in the movie to happen, and it was just like it was it was gory. And like scary, so it's like it's a horror movie. Like I'm like, yo, if I fuck, and you know, of course, and as a little kid, like you feel like any little thing you do is a sin already. So already, I'm already feeling like I'm not a good Christian. 
like I'm like I'm already feeling like oh yeah I'm definitely I'm not definitely definitely not gonna go with the first batch of niggas in the rapture or whatever. <laughs> so, like, so that's just you know any little thing you lie to you know you lie to your mom or something like that or you do some yeah. shit you just feel like as a as a tiny kid so it's like and I like, and like I said I remember there's been some moments where keep in mind this is the '90s right so no cell phones or whatever I'm leaving soccer practice I've, I've said this mad times I've said this story so much I, I left soccer practice one day. I'm going back home. It's probably like 8 p.m. The sun is going down. I try to get to the house. We lived in a penthouse. Um, and the reason I call it a penthouse is because um, I lived in a five-story apartment building, right? Five stories, five floors. But each floor was only one apartment across the whole floor. So mm. it was pretty big. There were big apartments. So it was like a house for real. Like three bedrooms. Huge living room, like our living room. We had church services. We pull out like you know the plastic chairs and turn the living room into a fucking church hall or whatever. So um, it was a big, it was a big house. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, I, I was trying to go home one day and like nobody's home. I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing. Nobody's. I'm like the fuck. And you know, you're a kid. You don't really know what to do. And I'm just thinking. Automatically, my first thought is the rapture. Start. I just like, I'm like, yo, I'm about to get fucking tortured, nigga. This shit about to be real. I'm gonna get my head. <laughs> I'm gonna get my head chopped off. Blah 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 blah. It's just traumatic shit, man. So, anyways, how did I get down this rabbit hole of the uh, the market, the beast we we're talking about, the passports for COVID and uh... oh, right, 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 right. So, anyway, so yeah, so anytime there's always something something to do with identification and like tracking and everything, I was thinking the market of beast, but in reality. As the, as the older I got, I've said this before, like, you're not supposed to take the Bible literal. literal. It's like, um, they're like parables and like, you know what I mean? Those, those stories, are not, I don't think they're meant to be taken literal, right? So if you really want to, if you want to, if you want to think of something that's equivalent to the marketing beast, it's cell phones, really. They track yeah. you, you can pay for shit on there, you can... But really, so all that should already exist, you know. What I'm but saying? the thing yeah. is, what's the agenda with this, though? This is right. got okay. always got to be oh, an agenda. Okay. So you, you know, what I'm saying? going back to opening up the country and everything, right? The yeah, agenda's that, making yeah. money. The agenda's making money. The yeah. agenda's making money to me because it's like, um, with uh, Biden winning and everything, and niggas going crazy with the PPP loans and everything. I think they want to open up the the, uh, the government's incentive to opening up the world is basically, or the country is basically to freeze so they could stop doing all these government um sir, government support services yeah no more unemployment for y'all niggas yeah <laughs> like unemployment for example or like loan forgiveness forbearance and shit yep. like that yep. they want to just start being able to collect money again from people and everything like that so that's really what the main it's always that there's not there's nothing like i think people be always trying to over i think we sometimes we'd be overly trying to like complicate how intricate and detailed people in positions of power in this country really work. When it comes down to it, this country is really just a it's a Fortune 500 company. It's a company. I be I be careful with how you All state right. that. But I'm gonna just say this. I mean, okay, not to say that it's um, illogical or it's like it's impossible to think that it's like alternative motives, ulterior motives. But for the most part, I think countries are just companies and. All they really care about is the bottom dollar. Is their like bottom line? They just want to make money, and however they can make it, they're gonna do it. So, I think opening up to everything is, is more so for the economy, and it's more so for like the 
to help the government um different uh the different government uh businesses or also say districts or like components stop having to give money out and start being able to receive money from their the populace again because you know when you're basically this pandemic is like a national emergency so it's like these government uh entities now have to start kind of you know providing services for people because people have been misplaced and you know everything is kind of like discombobulated and disorient disoriented but i think like the main goal is just to get back on track with it so all these services can stop giving out aid yeah and the other services can re uh start taking money out of the populace again i think that's that's really the main goal yeah 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 re yeah. re reboost re the economy and get it back flowing house house uh designed how they to think work. it's supposed to be yeah how's the sign to be which is like we give them money they don't give us shit yeah that's why a lot of people been coming up in this in this time man you can see like people just doing the most advantageous thing that they could do with the with circumstances given to them you talking about ppp loans it could be ppp loans could be you know more uh younger uh, i don't want to put it in the box but like black people getting into stock market and investing that they typically oh, normally wow. wouldn't have their eyes around right other right. other avenues doge. of making money sports gambling doge <laughs> doge to the moon still Let's hope and pray. You see that shit they did online where he was at uh somebody was at the um Bitcoin press conference and he like started to like strip himself of his clothes and shit like that. He had a no. doge, he just interrupted this shit to talk about doge. I had to send you the clip. But anyway, the point is, um, like you said, just Getting the economy or whatever to work as well, it I, would, I, would, I would say, I would say, um, I would say, hold on, I would say people who have been, um, who uh, the pandemic kind of had to make them readjust their, their train of thought when it comes to how to make their money mm -hmm. should definitely keep that same energy when the world does open back up. Facts so take definitely take some positive from the situation, like. Niggas had to readjust, you know. I guess the checks weren't coming in the same way they were used to come in, so you had to figure out new ways to do it. And I feel like you definitely want to keep that going when the shit does get back to normal, probably towards the end of this year, you know, yeah. the end of summer or something like that. Definitely keep the same energy and keep it going, man. So shout out to all the people who were able to pivot and like still be able to, you know, live and maintain or even come up some more, right. more than they normally expected. Like, let's keep this shit going, man. We don't got to stop, keep making money just because shit is quote unquote normal. Because to be honest, there is no normal. Every day is a new norm. You know what I mean? There is no going backwards. You can't, um, how did, what did they say? You can't put the, the toothpaste back in the tube after it's yeah. out. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, yeah, we really got to just keep, stay on that shit. I feel like that's what we got to do. We yeah. got to do, man. And then like, all right, man. So, I was saying some shit. I didn't finish going down the cop shit, right? So, yeah, we stopped it. Uh... All right, all right. Let me let me just let me get that off my chest. It's just it's coming back in my head. So Chauvin, thirty years. They're they're looking for he's looking for probation. The Kimberly, whatever Potter, I think that's the last name. Kimberly something. The cop who shot the uh, guy who tried to like run back into his car after they pulled him out for a traffic stop and they told him he had a warrant for the arrest. Um, and she was the like, fake oh, taser, taser lady. Taser, taser, but she shot him really and killed him. Mm-hmm. He's currently out on bail on a hundred thousand dollar bail. He's out on on bond right now, and I guess he's awaiting trial. So that's what the, that's the latest thing I could find on her. I'm like, damn, kill cuz, but she out on bond. Okay, interesting. 
I guess because there wasn't a national national uproar about about uh, uh, behind her situation, so she's able to just walk around this shit and do what she needs to do. It's kind of similar to that one time I saw the video that I guess one of the cops that was on um George Floyd's body who he got recorded when he was like in Target buying Oreos and shit <laughs> or buying some shit and like, some bitch was like, "Yo, aren't you one of the cops who was up there? Why are you all right now?" And he just said, "I'm out of bed. I'm just out here getting essentials." She's looking she's like, you get an Oreo, nigga, essential, nah. uh, I thought that was kind of funny, but anyway, so the, the lady, the taser cop, she's out on bail right now. And then when we looked up um, the cop who shot the 15-year-old girl with the knife and everything. Michaela Bryant? Yeah, Makai Bryant. Yeah. Um, RP. I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, she, uh, the cop is currently off patrol duties, but he hasn't been removed from the force. He's just off patrol duties. He's not arrested. Nothing has nothing has happened to him, and that led to the conversation we had earlier when we were researching this shit. Where you were saying, imagine if it was like all the kids involved in that particular situation were white. What do you think the cops would have did? They would have took their a, approach, right? Because like, like you said, if the, if the girls who were fighting were white and one of them still had a knife, and a white cop pulls up on them. Like we said, I thought they would have done everything they had power to disarm them or disarm the situation before just pulling out a gun and using deadly force. Like, you got a taser. You could use a taser. You got some mace. You could spray the situation. And they, because at the end of the day, they're all fighting, right? So mace would diffuse it. That's what happens whenever we had, we outside of, on, in the let out in the club and shit. And it's like, it's some, some brawls going on. Niggas just start spraying mace, right? So it could have been a lot of things that could have been done differently. Um, but, that led to just um, the conversation of like basically like police have, are trained or also just white people in general, I'm going to say white people in general, just like have been conditioned to not look at black people as like humans. I don't think you could come up with a more like um, uh, clear black. way to say something like black lives matter. Like no matter what you think about the uh, quote unquote movement, or, yeah, and everything behind that, that sentiment is just straight. Like, y'all obviously don't value black life. Like, I mean, because they look at it like they treat kids like adults and are ready to fucking murder little children for any little thing, whereas white male murderers can commit mass casualty i can commit sorry can commit mass murders and walk away free in a situation where they have assault rifles and they just finished killing people and cops are still look at them like like i see some type of speck of humanity in them but then a little kid could be playing with a toy gun and will get rid of the bullets a girl could pull out a knife in a brawl and 15 year old girl and just be shot with no remorse, you know what I'm saying? Fucking um, a black kid could be, be walking through a neighborhood and a fucking fake rent-a-cop nigga could decide to just go ahead and I'm going to shoot this nigga because I feel like he's stealing something and get away with it and become a celebrity off of the fact that he killed a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the country we live in, right? Like, um, it's just so much like um, a, a white kid could drive hour 45 minutes away to a, a, a joining city to join in and run around 
where, where people are protesting with an assault rifle and shoot and kill multiple people and still be alive and still be out and about, out on bail. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a gun and shot people. And this nigga had a, a warrant for whatever his arrest and tried to run back into his car to get away from and got shot in the back and got killed. That fucking, um, the guy, I forgot his name a couple years ago, he running away from a cop with his hands in the air, running away with his hands up, but running away, like, just trying to get away. Got shot on the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga could be selling some Lucy's, gets choked out and gets killed. Like, it's like, they don't value your life. They yeah. treat, like, and, and it's the same way like how we eat meat and we kill animals like cows and pigs and whatever, mm-hmm. and we eat them, right? Like we don't value their life. Like we don't we don't think about the dynamics of their community or what they could be going to. How it feel to them when they watch their moms and kids get killed in front of them and shit like? And to that, we just animals, right? They just like, I mean, hey, it is what it is. We just we about to eat, nigga. Survival of the fittest, uh, circle of life, food, you know, all that shit, right? And I feel like um, that's exactly what it is for black people in this country. Like, the energy has always just been like, you guys are not, you're subhuman. You're closer to animals. So, whatever we do to you doesn't really, we can't look at it the same way I would look at what I would do to a person who's like me. Like, I mean, come on, I'm not a monster, but I could kill you because you're not a human, anyways. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, um, People in positions of power never like nobody wants to admit that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like nobody wants to admit that that's that's facts. Like that's how people are perceived. That's why they're able to continue continue to murder people and not feel way about it. They just you know think about this shit. All them hunter niggas who be taking pictures with like holding up the dead head of like a a big deer or a lion and they be posing with the guns next to it, smiling. That's exactly what like. Feds and shit be doing to, uh, with dead bodies of black people and shit is the same concept. Big game hunters and shit, bro. Real talk. <laughs> like, yeah, right? You know what I find sick about, sick about this? That's is... real shit, nigga. That's why I'm like, fuck white people, nigga. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> we could even be having this conversation right now. Like, white people don't have conversations about shit like this. They don't have to worry about shit like nah, this. You know, they they, you, know, you know what they have conversations about? <laughs> What's that? They be having conversations about. <laughs> Yeah, basically, they have conversations about shit that's not. They be keeping, they be having the same energy that we have for these type of conversations for real life shit, but it'd be petty shit. But because their lives are so, you know what I'm saying? Right. So un, unfriction and unlike raveled and unlike this, it's like it's not unfucked with, unfucked with. Like they find little things like, oh my god, like. Why? Why do people with jeeps drive with their doors open? Oh, what is this about? Uh, like stupid shit like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like shit that yeah. don't really mean nothing. Yeah. But because. Like, why are you in the park? Why are you in the park recording? Uh, whatever you do. Why? Why are you guys here? Why are you? Why are you guys uh, standing oh, oh, near this why, car? Over what's here? going on over here? What are you? What are you doing here? Why are you, you can't barbecue to... over here? You know that shit like that. Karens. <laughs> and with these Karen videos, I'm tired of like. Sir, I'm allowed to be doing. I'm tired of seeing those responses from people. I'm allowed to be here. Why, why are you bothering me, nigga? <laughs> Swing. We'll bail you. We'll bail you out. 
Right. Rittenhouse nigga killed like two two people. Shot up like another person. <sighs> yeah. Um. This white Christian group put up five hundred thousand for his bail. Like niggas go rally around you. You know what I'm saying? It's about time niggas start like yo. Come at me, nigga. It's 2021, nigga. Like, <laughs> come at me a certain way. I'm not gonna try to like talk to you rationally and try to make you see like, yo, you're you're active, you're wrong, you're in the wrong because they know they're wrong. They don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're trying to explain to them something they already know and decided like, fuck that, nigga. This is my world. I don't give a fuck about being rational. The rationality would only work if you were a human, which you're not a human being. So why are you even? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I don't like to have those talks with white people. Like, Facts. my plights or none of that shit. Like, it's not for us to you talk. About, about. You talk about your work shit. I, in general, though, like if if this came up, if this type of because you know how we were shut down for a while and this was a conversation, protest, and all that. Don't ask me about why or how I feel about it. You already, you should know already. Facts. Facts. There's nothing to talk I, about. I, I I had them have those fake conversations. Like, and I was just like, yeah, I just was like, yeah, like, mm. like, I wasn't having, like, my coach was asking, can you imagine all this is going on? I'm like, what do you mean, can I imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? All this old white on? bitch, it's old white bitch talking to me. Like, what do you mean, can I imagine? Can you imagine? Like, that's uh, that's what I really want to say. Like, what, what do you mean, I can I imagine? Do you know, can you, bitch, you old as hell. Like, do you not know what the fuck has been going on your whole lifetime, bitch? Like, you, like, fucking, like, she got to be like 30, 30 something years older than me. Like a 60 year old old white bitch. Can't believe what's going on. I'm like, why are you acting so <laughs> flabbergasted? Like, you are not 30 years older than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what the fuck been, you know what type of time this country's been on from the jump. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. Uh-huh. But I try not to go too deep. I, I keep it down and keep it pushing. But are we still listen- fucking with white allies? <sighs> I mean, when uh, you're in a situation where you're losing, as soon as you're born, you got to take any help you can get. Right, yeah. You're yeah, behind yeah, enemy lines. Right. You're behind enemy lines. <laughs> you got, you know what I'm saying? You watch a little um, Black Hawk Down, Saving Private Ryan type yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, behind yeah. enemy lines, right? Yeah. And then one of the um, soldiers from the other side has a chance. He, go, he, becomes a, he, he goes AWOL from his feet. His uh, his army, like your enemies, and he decides to help y'all niggas out. You're not gonna be like, nah, you were just with him 20 minutes ago. Nigga, you gonna take the help because you gonna you gonna die. So you, you gotta you gotta fuck with white allies. You have to. Yeah. Excuse me. You have to. You right. have to. Right. With a close yeah. eye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because sometimes sometimes it feels like the allyship sometimes can feel like it's just performative. For them to get their rocks off and just be like, well, I don't know. I did my chore for the day. I did my uh, my good deed. Yeah, it's my good deed. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But we had about forty two, forty three minutes. I know. I'm about to ask at the time. I'm about to look. I'm like, all right, let's. We like to do like an hour, so um, this is a good episode so far. Like, I feel like we talked some real shit. Like, we didn't really get into too much funny shit. Like, it was a little bit more serious because. FWP, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we could go ups and downs. But I did want to talk about the whole job situation because I was saying, like, um, I want to throw some little motivational, um, inspirational uh, energy for the listeners and shit. So um, let me break it down. I, I, I can wrap up with this unless you want to you, you put a bow on this particular topic right here. 
Yeah, well, uh, yeah, what else you got to say? I guess I'll just say, um, we brought this back up for the fact that, like, whether there's a news lull or people aren't paying attention to this stuff, like, I mean, whether it be actively or not, we're still going to keep an eye on what's going on. Like, motherfuckers got to be held accountable for the shit that they do and keep the conversation rolling. Like, don't let this back to normal shit just, like, rock niggas back to sleep and shit like that. Like, we got to figure out what's going on and always be aware of that top of mind. So that's why we brought it up and and talk about the shit. And that's why we have this fucking podcast. Hopefully they start paying niggas for it because, goddamn, they need to. But yeah, that's the boat. Man, that's a fact. They need to stop paying niggas for this shit, man. But also, uh, I need to invest. We need to invest more into the podcast for it to. Um, yeah, that's a fact. We got to. More. Hey, I'm going to be in Dallas, know. man. I'm going to be in Dallas, man. And then it's going to be back back how I used to be, man. Flesh, what man. You, what, you mean, what you mean you're going to be in Dallas? <laughs> Who doesn't want to move to fucking Texas? Matter of fact, I'll probably move to Houston, actually, though. I'll, I'll take that leap. It's crazy, but. I talked to my Houston Texas. girlfriend. My Houston girlfriend, man. We're going to get a spot together. <laughs> oh, yeah. step, that, step that flows, right? Step that vibes. The kids ain't going to be welcome there, but it's going to be a tour. Okay, so obviously, we're <laughs> just talking bullshit now because, you know. But, but now, I wanted to say, though, um, yeah, because I, I, speaking of the whole production quality and everything, um, for listeners who listened to the episode last week and people who have listened this far into the episode, apologize a little... Uh, Technical mistake because I was I made such a big deal about the intro and everything and everything and then when I listened to the episode, for some reason it didn't it didn't play how it was supposed to. I thought I combined the two tracks to make a new track with the intro in the beginning that I was created by French or whatever, but yeah, I guess it didn't work out that way. But so you're saying that, but it flowed perfectly. So it's like I mean, it still flowed, but I just want to be transparent with the listeners because. They game. Come on, they they know we 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 could be real with these niggas because they they listen so far. Niggas, episode seventy three, nigga. You've been listening for the jump, or you just started listening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna always be honest with y'all, niggas, man. We ain't no professionalism. This is fucking. This is a hobby. It's a passion project of ours. So it's not like we gotta act like we fake professionals and don't have to give spill the beans of what's going on behind the scenes because it is what it is. No, it's yeah. good to ta- timestamp that too so we could see the capsule when we get to where we're going to because right. it'll be so, interesting. But you don't listen to the episodes anyway. That's a little hidden job for everybody there too. Well, <laughs> I feel like I've said it before. I don't like the sound of my voice, so I'm not going to listen to me talk for hours. I can talk. I ain't going to listen to it. It's for y'all to listen, not for me to listen to. I, I speak. Y'all listen. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I just... Don't like the sound of my voice. But anyway, uh, who likes the sound of your own voice? I'd be super narcissistic to like the sound of your own voice. But anyway. it's, the, it's the content, man. Now the content is dope, but it's like, nigga, this is our conversations every day. Yeah, that's true. Real. We speak yeah. every day. This is our convos every day. So it's that's not like we're saying we save these type of convos for whenever we record. We just it's a continuation of what we just had. Shit, we be having these convos. Minutes before we start recording, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's normal, it's everyday shit. But yeah, um, let me put a little inspo shit. Up. I was about to say, um, it's been officially like a month and um, what, a month and like two, three days since I moved. A month and like three days since I moved to um to Dallas from Austin. For y'all who've been listening prior to me moving, um, one of my main goals was to like secure a second job in Austin before I moved to Dallas, stack up a little bit because I'm like, 
the Austin job, whenever I do move to Dallas, who knows when they're going to need me or going to have everybody come back to the office. So, you know, at that point, I would like to be able to quit it because I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I I'm not going to go back to the office, right? Right. <clears throat> so, anyways, for all my friends in the know, like, um, I've been interviewing for jobs. Like, I was interviewing for jobs um, in fucking Austin, taking L's. <laughs> Was, and you know what I'm saying so I didn't I didn't get one and then basically when like um it was like I remember just like counting down to my my, my supposed move date was and I was just like super nervous and just like uneasy about like wow should I be doing this like nothing is secure like I'm gonna be mo- I'm moving like cross state or whatever and it's like am I like is this being responsible? Like I'm, t- I'm, I'm taking the leap of faith, but I'm like, am I being responsible right now? Because nothing is set in stone. But at the same time, I feel like am I being, am I, do I want to move simply because I just don't enjoy the city anymore? And is that a, a good enough reason to uproot yourself? So I was, I, I literally had like, um, you know, back and forth moves. Like, should I just renew? And then, like, you know, secure a second job or first, and then I'll be able to do it once I you know, have all this other shit, like, in a perfect world scenario. But I say, you know what, fuck it, Rob. Like, you've taken a lot of leaps of faith, and eventually they worked out. So just do it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you don't want to let fear tell you that you're being irresponsible and then trick your brain into staying in a place out of fear but then trying to tell yourself you're staying in that place out of responsibility or because you're being responsible. So you don't want to let fear like dictate the steps you do take or don't take because you're afraid of the particular, of the particular outcomes or you're only like, you know how we all do whenever you think about something, you always just think of the worst case scenario and the worst case scenario might never happen, but you know, it's such a, it's the worst case scenario as it's called. So you're terrified of it. You don't want that to happen. So you rather, Sometimes you'd rather just avoid the situation so you don't have to deal with the possibility of the worst case scenario happening or whatever. So I know I, had, I wasn't going through all these thoughts, but then I just said, fuck it. I just moved, took the plunge. I moved. Then I moved out on a Monday. And I remember like how Thursday, popped a little Addy, edible. I had the little gummy shit. And because I had this, it was like Thursday, like, I had put my couch together, you know, like my furniture. I set up my art or whatever. Like so, my crib was like, you know, it was getting it was getting together or whatever. Like officially for that first week, I was like, okay, okay, it's starting to it's starting to formulate into something. So I took a little Eddie to like celebrate or whatever. And I remember just laying in bed and just looking at staring at the ceiling, like, what the fuck did you just do, nigga? Like, yo, bro. If shit go left, you're going to end up homeless out this bitch. Like, how long before your savings runs out and you just, like, thugging it? Like, because the job market ain't really hitting the way it's supposed to be hitting. You know what I'm saying? So right. I was having those thoughts. Like, I was really, like, nervous and, like, just scared. Like, it was a very uncomfortable thought. But then I was just like, man, nigga, bro, you already here, bro. So all you got to do is just tell yourself, nigga, fuck it. You got no choice now. Just keep going hard on the um the job interviews, bro. Like, you can't do nothing else about it, but keep going hard. So, that was like a Thursday, first week. 
Excuse me. So that was like a Thursday. The Thursday, the first week I moved here, uh, the first week of June or May, I should say, first week of May. Um, then the following week, you know, I'm still applying for jobs, doing all I was supposed to be doing. Like on Tuesday, I got a call from a job I had interviewed for, uh, from a recruiter that for a job I interviewed for back in Austin that I did not get the job. He's like, hey, you still in the market? I might have something uh, brewing in the next couple of days. I just want to tell you still in the market. I'm like, yeah, I'm still in the market. Not thinking anything of it. I just think, you know, he's just talking or whatever. I'm like, whatever. I guess it'd be another job interview to go through. And he calls me back on Wednesday, like, the next day. He's like, yeah, uh, do you remember the job you interviewed for? And they picked somebody, they picked the guy over you. Well, that guy's no longer with the team. And they, they, they liked you so much they want to give you the job now. And I was just like, well, huh? Like, it hadn't even really been a month for real. Like, it's like, yeah, like, he was like, I, I was trying to tell him that you were the better candidate, but, you know, it went with him, I guess. And Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> How much did I ask for? He was like, you know, like 100. I was like, I, another, I was like, I need more. He was like, we could, he was like, um, I mean, we could do 110. Is that cool? I'm like, all right, I'll take it. But I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to just accept the money they initially offered and then they said no to me and they go double back and just be like, yes, boss, and just take it. So I had my little minor win. I'm like, extra 10000 on top of my salary. I'm like, All right, cool. So I took the job. But then I know that I had to do the whole drug test thing and I was going through that whole last three weeks of just, you know, sweating it out. And apparently I passed because I I literally worked, I worked my first week at that job uh, last, this past week, this did. And then literally, so anyway, let me go back to that week. So I, I told him that, yeah, Wednesday's cool. I mean, once I was like, yeah, one tennis school, I'll take it. Then literally that, that following day, that Thursday, I had a, um, an interview for another job. And um, I bodied <laughs> the interview. And they're like, well, yeah, you're like the first person for an interview. We got a couple more people. It's a new position. We're looking, we're going to look for some people, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Just let me know something. Like, well, I'll let, the lady was like, I'll let you know something early next week. She called me back Friday, like, hey. We spoke inter- everybody spoke internally. We like you so much. We're gonna offer you the job. Or you do you want it? I'm like, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? So literally within the span of the following week from that week of just sweating and just thinking about the fuck that I do, I look li- I literally landed two two jobs. Like <laughs> two hundred, man. Two hundred thousand, yeah, in the That's span the of this one week. Yeah. So and if I keep the third one, it's three hundred thousand really, but Mr. Three hundred. I'm not gonna keep the third one down, but uh, you know, I, I'm trying to keep it as long as possible, get some checks, cause I'm trying to, you know, run it up real quick as long as I can. So, but yeah, man. So I just say all that to say, man. Um, and like I said, uh, so last week I completed, um, or this past week I just completed the first job, the one, the one ten job. I completed that first week. It was chill, and uh, tomorrow I start the the second job. I'm, I'm going to call out for my Austin job for the whole week. I'm going to say family emergency or whatever. I'm out for the whole week. But I'm going to just handle these two jobs uh, just coming up weekly to see how they both mesh with each other. And hopefully just keep those will be, be the two I keep. Little cool 200. And I just, anyway, I sell that to just say, man, like, um, you know, don't let fear hold you back from taking, making major life-changing decisions because honestly speaking, if I was in Austin right now, like shit would not hit the same, you know what I'm saying? Like it'd have been a little different. I don't think Fred would have pulled up last weekend like he did. 
So and we, 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 if we, we were going back. to, if we were still going to Houston, I would. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but the, the vibe would have been a little different. The connection was different because I was here. Four lives down, directly downstairs and everything. So like y'all nah, connected. Yeah, 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 y'all, yeah. It was a good vibe because you spent a couple of days in my crib out here. So right. it's like I'm just saying, man. So like, life always gonna give you is gonna give you options and um opportunities to do things, and sometimes fear can get in the way of you actually accepting the challenge to actually try something. You know what I mean? So this is for the listeners, man. Just, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to just say, fuck it. I'm going to try it. Let me see what happens. I know what the worst case scenario is, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the only scenario that's going to, that's available for you to, for you, for, for it to manifest. If you try some new shit that could potentially be really great, man. And I feel like we need to also learn to focus more on the best case scenario more so than always just kind of like emphasizing the worst case and then trying to make decisions based on what's the worst that can happen because thinking of what's the best that can happen it can also, you know, lead to that shit actually happening and shit. You know what I'm saying? So you can say that again. Yeah, just for the listeners, man. Bet on yourself is all I'm saying. Bet on yourself. If you have the inkling to do something, uh, transition careers, transition, move to different cities, just try new relationships with people, try different um, hobbies, try anything as big or small as you can think of that you've kind of been like telling yourself, nah, like trying to talk yourself out of. Just better yourself and just see what can happen, man, because you never know. And it's like, man, fuck this shit, bro. YOLO, you only live once, bro. Once we die, what the fuck is going to happen to us? Who knows? I could be, I could have been crying about all this shit and then died the next day for no move. You know what I mean? Like, I could just right. get hit by a car. So it's like, why worry about shit like that, to be honest? We don't know how long we got on this earth, so it's like, fuck it. This, this is just, you know, shoot your shot, bro. You should keep shooting. Keep shooting. Shoot your shot. Don't be afraid to shoot. Don't be afraid to miss because fuck it. Who knows? What if you? What if it goes in? You know what I mean? Like, Don't be afraid to hit, go gamble some shit. What if you hit the lotto or something? Who knows? And you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's a lot of different things that can happen. So always think more best case scenario, less worst case scenario when it comes to making life altering decisions, man. And that's all I got to say to the listeners, man. It's FWP podcast episode 73. It's your boy Plato. We had 58 minutes. It's pretty good. I'm Most of tribes. Love you know everybody. I love y'all, man. Uh, until next time. Yes, sir.